This is The Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap.com, where America buys and sells sports bets. The Odds Couple, with Chicago radio legend Mike North and midday host Carmen DeFalco on ESPN 1000. Happy Friday night, everybody. Welcome into the weekend, a holiday weekend. It's Labor Day, and we are loaded. Joined by Mike North, I'm Carmen DeFelco. We are the Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap here on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. There's college football this weekend. We're less than a week away from the NFL. Games 7 galore in the NHL. Hot action in the NBA bubble. The Tour Championship. Baseball. The Kentucky Derby. Mike, we have it all this weekend for everybody. I, I mean, there's almost too much. It's an embarrassment of riches, it ladies is. and gentlemen. Welcome to the odds couple where, yes, we go 2-0. and Look, they didn't play. They move it to Saturday. What does Carmen do? Over Dallas, okay? What do I do? Houston. We won both games, okay? Bottom line is we're ready to go, and we're going to have some special picks tonight because things are starting to go our way. But you know what? Some of these sports we're going to have to ignore, Carm. I mean, I mean, are we going to have enough time to even get it I all in? I don't know. We only, they only give us an hour, and honestly, there is uh, there's so much going on. You know, we got the this this uh, under normal circumstances, this would be wrapping the golf uh, year. Now, of course, there's still in two weeks we, we're going to get to talk about the U.S. Open, Mike. Uh, a few months from now, in November, we're going to get to talk about the Masters. So, because of COVID, the whole thing is crazy. But they are playing the Tour Championship. You've been crushing the golf. I mean, since it returned in May. And I know you've had a lot of fun with that. Well, I've been using the system. I've been using the system. What I'm doing, and, you know, a lot of people have said to me, well, are you really picking the winner? Well, wait a minute. You know what? I had the winner of John Rahm last week, but I also took Dustin Johnson, Mazukama, and I also took Adam Scott. They, all three, didn't get it done. Although DJ almost did. I would have only made 175 bucks. I would have lost money on the deal. Uh, because I spent $400, but what happens is Rom ends up winning, coming from behind at 9-1, to one, so mm. I make a $500 profit. Beautiful. You don't own one stock, okay? So why in God's name, please, everybody, put your heads into your hands and ask yourself this, and then look in the mirror. Why do you think... You can only pick one golfer and succeed. You got to pick four. You got to pick five, and that's what I did. I was lucky in a lot of ways. I've been lucky with the Morikawa pick too, because I was worried that I didn't take Neiman last week. You got to leave some golfers out. I just felt the younger golfers on that stage going against one and two, Carm, was going to be too tough, like like McHugh and and, and and Neiman, and it turned out to be true because Rom. And DJ basically crap bigger than those guys. Yeah, that's right. That's a beautiful thing, I tell you. So, yeah, we got Tour Championship this weekend underway mm-hmm. uh, in Atlanta. The Cubs are coming up here, Mike, in just yes. a little bit. They've got uh, five because of the doubleheader in the next four days at Wrigley. Uh, I mean, the matchup tonight, my God, uh, uh, Flaherty versus uh, Darvish is incredible. You've got two starting pitchers with sub-two ERAs. You know, Darvish is the betting favorite now, Mike, to win the NL Cy Young. I don't think that that really should be a shock. He's pitching great on a high-profile team. He's less than 3-1 to one right now to win the Cy Young Award. Well, that's because I took the over and I based it on him. <laughs> I, didn't base it on, I didn't base it on John Lester. I didn't base it on the professor. And give, 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 give Greg Maddox his name back, yeah. please. 
You know, you're the educator. Be whatever you want. The instructor. <laughs> the, the instructor. I don't know what you want to be, but there's only one professor. But I will tell you, Hugh Darvish, his pitches are working. I guess he talked to Trevor Bauer, uh, you know, about certain things. And, you know, he's he's really stayed injury-free, knock on wood. Uh, you know, it just seems to me that the Cubs, you know, Unlike the White Sox, the Cubs do lose to inferior teams. And and you know what? They don't beat the teams that they're always supposed to beat. But in the division they're in, just coast to the win, guys. And please, dear Lord, get over 32 wins. Oh, that's going to happen. I don't think you yeah. have a thing to worry about oh, there. Oh, no, never. I mean, tracking the Dodgers and what they're going to get to. That's the interesting oh. thing. I mean, the Dodgers have 10 losses, right? 10. I mean, it's like they're they're and I got, I've got something on the Dodgers for their late. Yeah, I got something. Nineteen eighty-eight. Oh my! <laughs> Show me later. You know what? I'm tired of hearing about it every year. Colfax, this, that. I know about it. I've heard about it. But since nineteen eighty-eight, okay. Believe me when I tell you this. Not that long ago, I had dinner with Tommy Lasorda. He looks a lot younger than the last time they won. <laughs> I mean, he's a lot older now. Believe me when he I sure tell you is. that. No kidding. And he almost reached for his pocket this time. Almost. He almost. still didn't, though, did he? No, no, uh, not really. The NBA stuff has been great here, Mike. I mean, uh, you know, you had uh, OG Ananobi hitting a buzzer beater last night. Now, if you were on the Celtics money line, that broke your heart. But the Celtics still covered there. You know, that was about a, a point and a half most of the day. It went out to two and a half. The Celtics lose for the first time in the playoffs in Orlando, they are now 6-1 and one straight up and against the number in the postseason. And Boston has been the best cover in the NBA all season long at 62.5%. They are again going to be a dog tomorrow night when they go into Game 3 as Toronto looks to even up that series. Right now, we're looking at a similar number, about a point and a half. But what a win for Toronto, potentially saving its season last night. Right, they pulled it out of your there. you know oh, what. God. I mean, come on. I, mean, I love Kimball Walker. I love the organization of the Boston Celtics. The run, basically, you know, from Red Arbach to what they have now. I mean, uh, they've been read solidly for, for the most part. I mean, Larry Bird saved them, basically, and turned them into the iconic franchise that they were. I mean, they were that in the 50s and 60s. Uh, but back then, the Bears were the iconic franchise in the National Football League. So, you know, uh, based on wins and losses. So, yeah, the Celtics are something else. I'll tell you what, I've noticed certain teams... Uh, Milwaukee does not look good at all. No, they don't, Mike. And I had them the other night, and they had a, a lead after they, and then they tie the game, and Giannis fouls a guy on a three point shot. They it. lose the game, but that's a game where down the stretch the Bucks were messing up. Where it would have been nice to have a home crowd maybe mm. booing them. To wake their butts up. Instead, they turned the ball over three of the last four or five times that they had it. They took unnecessary shots. And there was nobody. I mean, I'm not big on their coach. And Giannis looked stoppable to me. Giannis looked stoppable to me in this series. I guess when you decide to play defense, well, it happens every year in the NBA. The Stars' numbers do come down unless your name is Michael Jordan. Unless you're Jordan, and and with right. few exceptions, that's true. Right. And I'll tell you this, Giannis has to make some free throws here. I mean, Giannis in the he's first He's got the game, same move. He goes to the hoop, great, but then he does it once every four or five times. He's got the ball. you got to do it more. I think teams are, I think what they're trying to kind of Waiting steal a page of what the, the Raptors did last year to kind of quiet him. I mean, they're up against it right now. You're down in an 0-2 hole to that Miami team. They're playing game three right now, obviously, but yeah, that's... 
That's not good. And Giannis in the first two games, you're talking about now he's not a great free throw shooter, Mike, but he's about 73, 74% for his career. Giannis in the first two games of this series is 52% from the line. And one of those games, obviously, two nights ago was a very close one that they lost. Let me tell late. you something. So he's got to get better. I wanted the Bulls, since I've seen them, to get Dragic. Okay. Boy, he looks he looks rejuvenated, Mike. Oh my he? God, I rejuvenated! Mean, He's I forget about Jimmy Butler. Look, I have all the respect in the world for him, but without the way that that, that Goran Dragic is playing, yeah, they're not where they're at. He's been great. I can't argue there, man. Um, he he looks he looks like the time off did an older player a lot of good. I mean, he's been absolutely fantastic. Uh, the other NBA game that is coming up when we're at about eight o'clock, I think tonight. Tip. Rockets-Lakers will start their conference semifinal series. Now, the Lakers, I saw this line came down a little. It was six and a half earlier this morning. It's been hovering around six most of the afternoon, early evening here. Total at 226. Um, after losing game one to the Blazers last round, the Lakers ripped off four straight. And they Remember when average. everybody said the Blazers Please. were going to knock them out of the playoffs? Nonsense. And it was Remember n- me and you saying, they, what are they on? What kind of drugs are they on? Nonsense. Are they drinking after drinking some of your bourbon that right. you like, like to talk about and stuff like that? By the way, can I just say one thing to you? Yes. Who did the poster? Okay. Bub City. Of, of you and Yerks? That's Pinky in the Brain, yes. All right, now let me ask you something. Is it, is, are they rats or are they mice? I got to know. They're, uh, they're mice. They're, they're lab- yeah. There was a cartoon that was popular when I was a kid. I was probably... Uh, really popular where? In the Ukraine? Oh, where? stop it. Do you, what, you weren't watching cartoons in the early 90s. If you're my age, trust me, that show was widely oh, popular. I, I probably will get it. I know. Hey, look. I'll Wikipedia it. Are you okay? Like, Wikipedia. Like the youngst- yeah, like the youngsters have to do. You got a little Mighty Mouse in you with that. <laughs> little Mighty Mouse, little cape. Now, that's old school. I like Mighty Mouse, I mean, I mean, to me, I had you guys as Tom and Jerry. I had you guys as Mighty Mouse. I mean, that's not disrespectful. Those are icons. Those are legends. The nice poster, I might get one for the dining room. You got to get one. The pinky and the brain I'm going to get one, man. And, and the Russell's Reserve Can I get pick, it autographed? Of course. All right. And the, and the Russell's Reserve pick is now on sale at both Bub City locations, so get your nice. bottle. I like um, No, and Mike's right. We, we called that even after game one. They, they won the last four by an average of 15 Remember a that? game. <laughs> Lillard. Now, I'm tired. Of, he left. He walked out before they even got done. My knee hurts. In the meantime, I'm watching the Joker, or Donich, excuse me, Donich with his leg broken. Donich, yeah, yep. Now here's Whatever the, his name I, is, I, I still don't know how to pronounce it. I don't have, uh, I, I'm not going to give out a play in this. I don't have a, a no. feeling one way or another. I'm just curious. With the Lakers like, in Houston? Yeah, Lakers in I mean, the, I got a play. Okay, you do. I'm glad. I mean, the Lakers oh. have, they've been off all week, you know, and so we'll save it then. I'll let Mike yeah. save it. He's got to play for a little bit I later. Got, I got a total play on that. I'm going to be interested to hear your take on that. It's always interesting when one team had to... Uh, you know, look, the Rockets had to play into a game seven, and it was close all the way to the wire. The Lakers have been off since last Saturday, and I always wonder what that first game is like. You mentioned uh, the Denver. I mean, Denver had to play a game seven, had to play last night, played a good first quarter. They scored 31 in the first quarter. Then they scored 36 total in yeah. the next two quarters, yeah. so they looked yeah. like they were gassed. Sounds like you had action on that game. I something. didn't, actually. No, I didn't. I'm well, i got to tell you something. Here's another thing for everybody out there. The campaign will begin that Chris Paul is this and Chris Paul is that. He goes home early once again. Am yeah, I right or does. wrong? I know. I, I, I'm tired. State Farm this and this and that, and I got this and I got that. Hey, how about a championship? He's been so good, but I know. It's, I know he is, yeah. but that something ain't right. Another early, uh, another early exit. Yeah. When Mike and I come back, we're going to talk to our buddy Luke Pergandy. Luke. That's our guy from Prop Swap. All right. So Luke, Luke is going to give us some. Uh, he's going to tell us what's yeah, happening. Luke. At Prop Swap this weekend, yes. G- Jim Miller's got Derby picks. Jimmy! 
Can't wait for that. Mike and I have some best plays for you a little bit later on, and we got to talk about the wildness in the NHL. Oh. I mean, all these Game 7, it's great. Uh, so much happening this weekend. we got a long way to go, so stay with us. We're the Odds Couple on ESPN 1000. This is the Odds Couple on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. Inside the Odds Couple on this Friday night. Happy Labor Day weekend to everybody. Each and every Friday at this time, Mike and I have the pleasure to talk to our buddy Luke Pergandy from Prop Swap. Yes, our presenting sponsor here on the Odds Couple on ESPN 1000. Luke, how are you, buddy? I'm good, man. It's uh, Labor Day weekend. We got a Game 7s going on. We got NBA uh, quarterfinals kicking off. Good weekend. It's incredible. Last week you told us someone uh, sold that Flyers ticket, and now the – I mean, what's happening in the NHL? You've got all these teams – rallying back from 3-1 down to force games 7 it's incredible and you know now that that somebody sold a flyers ticket and now the flyers are playing in a game 7 after a double ot winner last night luke yeah yeah i mean i'm not you know playing my violin for him he originally bet 300 bucks and he sold it for 3k oh yeah so he, all right he still made 10 10 you know times his original investment so Beautiful. good deal for him Obviously, the buyer got to swoop in. I have no idea who's going to win that game tomorrow. <laughs> I I flip a coin a hundred times. I think the Flyers win fifty and the Islanders win fifty. But but you would acknowledge that if the Flyers go all the way, regardless of what he won, uh, jumping out of a plane without a chute would probably be in his repertoire at this point. Because how much would he make, right? It, yeah, it would collect ten. So it, it's literally well, that's not just bad. It, and. Yeah, and, and they still got to go and beat the Lightning, man. Right. They still got to go beat Tampa right. Bay, who who looks pretty strong. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I got to ask you about golf because last week I had another winner with Ron, but I had I picked four guys on a Sunday. How, how the action had to be fierce, especially the way it was oh, going with the finish. <laughs> the, the finish had to be out of its mind. There was Neiman. There was there was so many people. Tell us tell us about the action that goes on you know, with you guys? And what? how many tickets were turned in? And did people believe more in DJ than Rom, who started the day three behind? Yeah, I mean, look, you know, like we've talked about, convincing someone to sell their golf ticket is such an easier conversation because they're holding on to these things. So, like, 48 hours, you better golf around mm-hmm. Thursday and sell it right. on Saturday um, versus, you know, these futures where you're holding on to this Flyers ticket for seven months. And now I come to you and say, hey, you should take 10x your money on that Flyers ticket, you know, some people are like, absolutely not. I've been holding on to this thing for seven months. I'm now married to it. Uh, but, yeah, we sold a bunch of John Rahm tickets. We sold a bunch of DJ tickets last weekend. Um, you know, it's it's just how much risk do you – how much appetite do you have for risk when it comes to golf. So, um, yeah, you know, and to Carmen's point, when these series come back from three to one, like that is perfect for props up. Oh. Everyone's oh. buying and selling, yep. like the whole series. But if it's a sweep – no one's buying and selling on a sweep. Right. So like we want we want teams to go up three to one and then the underdog to come roaring back. Like that's that's just perfect to be buying and selling on those on those peaks and valleys. Yeah. Luke, uh football's gonna be starting up here. I mean, we're less than a week away from the start of the NFL season and then the full slate a week from Sunday. You know, it looks like Seriously. two kind of uh you know, I I'd say two teams that look the best in the AFC in Baltimore and Kansas City, a little bit more wide open maybe in the NFC, but you know, how does the NFL season uh, normally go? Like, do, when do you expect people to start looking 
looking to really buy and sell? Is it a couple of weeks in? Is there already action uh, for certain teams when you talk about Super Bowl odds and things like that? So what can people expect when they're on PropSwap in terms of NFL tickets? Yeah, no, we're already selling a bunch of NFL tickets right now. And you know, my advice would be start betting futures today, right? And whether that's on PropSwap or you know, hopefully a, a legal book where you can sell it on PropSwap, like start doing that this week. Um, because teams like the Bears at 50 to 1 odds, the Rams 40 to 1 odds, the Falcons 40 to 1, the Browns 45 to 1. Like all of those teams might start out hot, yeah. and now you've missed your opportunity and you can't get those long odds. And obviously with PropSwap, like all the Browns have to do is start out 3 and 1. Mm. And if you've got a 50 to 1 future on them, you can sell the thing in you know, the first week of October and make triple, you know, quadruple your money on a future like that. So definitely start taking those, those NFC long shots or even, you know, the obviously Browns are in the AFC start betting those long shots this week. So you can start selling them in, in October. Well, yeah, like the Rams. I mean, that's a perfect example. If they come out strong, looking to bounce back. I love that idea. Luke, have a great weekend, buddy. Enjoy Labor Day. We'll talk to you next oh. Friday. Thanks guys. Have a good weekend. See you. There he is Luke Pergandy oh, 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 oh. from prop swap. We love him. We are presented each yeah. every week by prop swap. Yeah. Flyers and Canucks. Both forcing games seven last night. The Flyers won in double over uh, overtime. The Canucks won four nothing. I mean, the story that's going on with the what Canucks, was the over under in the fly? I, I mean, the Islander game. Oh, it's, it's five. Five. I'm going. Wait a minute. I'm taking the under. Sorry, I did all the homework. It said it's supposed to be under. Yep. The next thing I know, I think that I think I got a baseball game on. Yeah. They're yelling like there's homers being hit. I know. It was goals. What was the final? Seven five or something. The final was the uh, it was five four. I think five right? four. It was, a five, it was four. like nine goals. Nine goals. And the total for tomorrow is just five. That's that when you seven. feel like a dumbass, no matter what, when they don't perform up to your capabilities and what the handicap said. But yeah. you know what? Just like anything else, you have down days and you have up days there's no explanation for that a vegas has got to be right now with the bubble i think getting beat up a little bit hmm. i really do well now tonight mike uh you know golden state in vancouver has to bounce right back after playing late last night they dropped the puck at eight o'clock coming up for game seven so back to back the story here has been that vancouver had to turn to a rookie did you say golden state no, I said, uh, oh, did I? You'd say Golden State, Golden yeah. Knights, excuse yeah. me. Thanks for I, catching me, guys. I didn't know Steph Curry had skates. The Golden Knights, can you imagine? The Golden Knights, I'm yeah. sorry. The story here has been this rookie goalie for Vancouver, and these are the crazy things that can happen in hockey. It's like mm-hmm. Bennington with the Blues last year. Mm-hmm. They've had to turn to a rookie goaltender. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the name of Thatcher Demko. So he entered game Ooh, one. Thatcher Demko. He's a straight-A student. I would have thought, yeah, he sounds like he should be a prime oh, minister. Oh, he got somewhere. the ascot I mean... on with the little badge <laughs> on his suit. You so, know, the, little, the blazer with the shorts yeah. and the white socks. Yeah. You know what we used to call those guys? Lunch money. So, <laughs> I'm nice. sorry. So this guy enters game one when yep. uh, the Canucks were getting blown out. He stops all five shots he faces. Then they got to turn to him because of injury in games five and six. And what has he done? Uh, he goes out and he stops 90 of 91 shots. So he has stopped 95 of 96 Vegas shots for a 990 save percentage. And if you think he can stay hot, you're going to get the Canucks as a big underdog tonight. That is incredible. But let me ask you something. And I mean something. Pretend I'm ba- I'm Robin. You're Batman. 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 Yes, Robin. Well, I'm really playing both parts. Now you're doing both. I love you. Do Why is he over and under six? If, if if the guy's standing on his head every night, 
That's an interesting question. Good question, Robin. It yeah. should maybe only be five. <laughs> That's the one that should be five. So, ladies and gentlemen, as we're riddling this and riddling that, the Riddler, the Joker, some of the greatest villains of all time, I think even they would say, Mike, you have to take the over. Six? Isn't this guy going to break down sooner or I don't later? know. Is he going to look in the mirror and say, my name's Thatcher, and then right. get beat up? I don't know. A 990 save percentage is completely unsustainable. Can he do it again for one more night and they could they stun the hockey you know what? world I'm and do knock out Vegas do- tonight? Look, look, my life is based on doing stupid things. I'm giving this out as one of my picks right now. I've had enough. Come on, oh, really? The over six. What did you like? The under? Uh, no, if anything, I would, uh, I don't, I, I think you could be onto it with the over there. I don't, uh, come on, I, I saddle up with me. If anything, let's I would ride say, the winds together, Carm. If anything, because of the value as, as Vancouver is such a ridiculous underdog and the way this guy's played, if they can squeeze 60 good minutes out of him again, mm-hmm. I, I, I could talk myself into playing Vancouver on the money line tonight. That I would agree with you. So if you want to take Vancouver on the money line, that would be fine. But I'm talking about the total. I just heard you describe Ken Dryden. Exactly. That's what it's like. I heard you describe a Tony Esposito. I heard you describe. I've seen them all. Yes, you have. Jesre Maniago. Remember him? (laughs) Rogi Vachon. Rogi Vachon. There you go. Gump Worsley. I saw Gump Worsley. I mean, the guy played without a mask. And boy, if you look at pictures of him, he paid the price. That's beside the point. I'm going over on this game. All right. I like it. I'll ride. With you, we like to see ride action. together, saddle up. We like to see. Is Randy anyway. coming, or is Randy going to wait back? Randy, what do you for, think? I'm waiting provisions. back. He's waiting back, Mike. He, he doesn't have the stomach for it. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, hockey's the worst. Oh my! If god. it lands on the number six, you're what you're looking at. Even when they're they got the puck ninety feet away, you're going to shoot it. The, uh, you know what I mean? But if you don't want them to score a goal, man. Uh, unless you have the over. Oh my God! A two night, a couple nights ago, when I had the over again in game. Oh, it's high failure. I had the over in game six of the Stars and and Abs, and it was you know when they pulled the goalie. You know they're chasing a couple of goals. The Stars pulled the goalie with two and a half minutes to go. McKinnon scores right away on the empty net, and now it's at five. And I'm like, just get me to the push. That's all I wanted. That's I it. Said, just get it to the push. They had two minutes of empty net, Mike, and they couldn't get another one. And That's it the worst. The empty oh. net uh, goal at the end. Oh my God. That's when you want to swing on a chandelier with no net. You're going absolutely nuts. Yeah, right. you know what I mean? War of the Roses type of thing. When we come back, Mike and I are going to talk NFL and college football. There's college football action this weekend. That's right. Football is back. We're going to talk about that. Don't go anywhere. We're coming right back. Uh, we've got our best plays a little bit later on. And Jim Miller from Hawthorne Jimmy! will preview the Derby in about 15 minutes. We're rolling along on the Odds Couple. This is the Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North. On ESPN 1000. Welcome back inside the Odds Couple on this Friday night, presented by Prop Swap. It's Mike North and Carmen DeFalco. Remember, follow us on Twitter. Uh, Mike is at North to North. I'm at Carmen DeFalco. When the show's over, you can get the podcast uh, each and every week at the ESPN Chicago app, and then we will have the special encore replay tomorrow morning and every Saturday morning from eight until nine. We're less than a week away from the start of the 2020 NFL season, Mike. It's going to open Thursday night. It's the defending champs, uh, the uh, Kansas City Chiefs hosting the Texans. KC is laying nine and a half. The total 
is the number I've looked at here. Down to 54, 53 and a half some places, down from 56. But the Chiefs are 1-6-1 and one to the under in their last eight Thursday night football games. After this crazy preseason that we just had, I think it might be a little sloppy early on. I'm already on the under for next week. I've got it at 54. I think it might still tick downwards, too, before they kick off next Thursday night. You know, those totals, it sounds like a lot. 53? It isn't. I remember when Peyton Manning played like uh, the Ravens on a Monday night. It was like 53 back then. And you only had one team that had a lot of scoring punch to it. Uh, Not that the Ravens couldn't score. So I'm looking at this 53. I sort of would lean your way on that, Carm. I I, I really would. I just think that, you know, the nine and a half to me, too, you just brought up sloppy play. Now, is the sloppy play going to cost you that nine and a half that you're getting? Are you going to lose by 14? Right. Or or is it going to be the sloppy play of the Chiefs? Is it? Are they capable of that? I think when I'm – if I have to pick a quarterback on offense between the two guys that will do something maybe that is unconventional and maybe unwise and, and hurt them – I would probably say Jackson. Hmm. So I'm going to go with Mahomes, and I'm going to go. I would probably go with the Chiefs minus the nine and a half right now. But the Chiefs, I know everybody's expecting them to win every game by 21. And don't forget the, the Lamar Jackson is second in command when it comes to the MVP vote. Yes, That's not is. by accident. Yeah. Vegas knows what they're doing. So basically, we have two duels within one. We have the teams, and then we have the two quarterbacks. We've got uh, division odds, updated division odds here for the National Football League. The Vikings are a slight favorite in the NFC North at plus 160. Then the Packers at plus 170. You can get the Bears at three and a half to one. The Lions are your long shot at five to one. Uh, the Lions, by the way, it's out to three, a three-point favorite against the Bears in week one next week. I know some guys here want to want to hop on the, that Bears uh, bandwagon and want to bet the Bears winning the division at three well, and a half to one. Trubisky has had good luck against Detroit. Yeah, Nagy has not lost to Detroit yet. He's 4-0 against right. the Lions. And I don't know, if if you don't know who the quarterback is, does that hurt your chances for a title? If you're yeah. guessing all the way, right. I mean, all the quarterback, you look at all the teams that have ever won, you never have to guess who the quarterbacks are. So I yeah. think that's going against the Bears. I think that it's a huge decision for them that they got to make. I've already stated my case for Trubisky. I think it's easier to go to Foles if Trubisky falls than to go to Trubisky if Foles falls. Mm. You know, I really do. Now, I know that Yerk says let's look at the tape. But I don't know if they're going by looking at the tape. The Bears have always been a political type of organization when it comes to certain positions, especially the quarterback position. I can go back to Kyle Orton, Grossman. Uh, uh, I can go back to uh, to to Cutler and and uh, McCown. Yeah. I could go back where I thought McCown, we would have made the playoffs if we had stuck with him, and we didn't. So I don't know who makes all the decisions over there. I don't know if it's going to be a group decision. But some people... Th- still think that, you know, they knew two weeks ago uh, that the Bears had their starter. I don't necessarily agree with that. Mike, uh, for the first time, I'm guessing in 15 years, you can actually get plus money on the Patriots uh, to win the AFC East. I just got to imagine they were such a heavy favorite all these years with Brady. Uh. Now, it, they're, they're, it's not like uh, you're getting 3-1 to one here. They're still the favorite, and now they're going to start Cam Newton. They are plus 
120. The Bills are second at plus 125, and then the Jets and the Dolphins are longer. You know what that tells you? It's a combination of Newton will get them where they got to go, but the other teams in the division, Buffalo's going to underperform, and so are the other two teams. Yeah, Doesn't I mean, it tell still, you that? Yeah, probably. I mean, like, the Bills are slightly intriguing, but I don't think enough, like, to make me bet it at just right. 125. You know what I mean? Like Slightly intriguing. They're supposed to be, when you lose Brady and Gronkowski and other people. Oh, they lost two of their uh, three best defensive players to free right. agency. I You're mean, not yeah. supposed to be, like, you know, one of these, we're interested now. Buffalo's supposed to be winning that division, and I don't see... That happening. I don't. You still have Belichick. You still have a court system. And is this quarterback uh, for Buffalo, is he going to take the next step? Right. Are any of those guys going to take the next step, uh, the quarterbacks in that division? Uh, and you got Cam Newton has got a lot to prove. And at what point does Tua play? Yeah. The, are you willing to bet a little money on Tom Brady to win the division in the NFC South at plus 125? No. I'm so, not. Do you like the I Falcons think- or the Saints? I'd have to lean Saints. Yeah, they're the, they're the favorite, minus one thirty. I mean, you know what? I mean, Drew Brees, you know, has owned that division. The Falcons, we don't know. I think they're going to be better than they've been. Uh, don't forget, you got a guy, a tight end, Gronkowski, coming back from taking a lot of time off. I mean, I still like Tampa Bay. Don't get me wrong. I'm hearing they got the best quarterback, the best coach, the best this, until you got to take the field. Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if they didn't win it. That doesn't mean they won't go as a wild card. Well, that's true. I think they're going to make the playoffs. I'd be stunned if they didn't, especially with an extra team now. You know, that But would... you remember, seven odd, every year, seven teams that made the playoffs the year before don't. That's amazing, isn't it? The you know, turnover it is. in the NFL, like, it's crazy how that Well, happens. because all you need is to add a player or two yeah. or to lose a player or two. I mean, if, if Brady... If Gronkowski never left or retired from New England, I still think they'd be playing for New England. I don't think Brady would have said, I'm leaving with Gronk there. I think that he <laughs> knows he, mi- he he missed the greatest tight end in, in football history, and yeah. I've seen them all. Yeah. I'm with you on that, by the way. I think yeah. Gronk is probably the most impactful tight end. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's just his numbers And are Brady knew last year when he didn't have Gronk to throw to, that he was finished, and he's doing the right thing. And now Gronk comes out of retirement. I, I, I don't know what the New England Patriots ever did to those guys. Uh, you would have thought, to me, I mean, you would go back to where you were. I don't know what, what, what happened there, but all I know is they're not going to be surrounded by the same coaches and the same personnel they were when they were in their heyday with New England. Got a couple of college, more than a couple. I mean, there's a bunch of wagering uh, you can make on college football this weekend. A couple of games kind of jumped out at me a little. One's uh, going to wrap the weekend on Labor Day on Monday night. It's BYU traveling to Navy. It was supposed to be Navy and Notre Dame opening up the season in Dublin. Wow. They obviously couldn't do that, but BYU plays Navy. The interesting thing to me, uh, interesting thing to me here is the line move in this one, Mike. You know, when this opened, Navy was a small favorite. Cougars are now laying like a point and a half or two. Uh, the midshipmen, of course, break in a new quarterback. They lost their quarterback, who was also their leading rusher because of the offense they play. Great player kid, they lost. Kid written, he rushed for over 2,000 yards right. last year, for crying out loud. They got yeah, I mean, I mean, seriously, I forget his name, to be honest with you, but he was a great player. Yeah. I watched a lot of Navy. You know, I love the service academies. I, you know, uh, I love to watch Army. I love the old school, you know. Triple option. Oh, I think the Bears should run it. I think the Bears yeah. should pick up Fournette. They should pick up Adrian Peterson. They should play Montgomery and after Trubisky run the wishbone. <laughs> I think we would it all. Nobody knows answer, how to stop yeah. the wishbone. Bring in Barry Switzer. There you go. Have him coach him up. 
for about uh, four weeks and let's do some wishbone. Have Allen Robinson out there. Maybe give. How about Tariq Cohen in the wishbone? Oh, my God. Come on. Go back to the I 40s. mean, the Bears are perfect for wishbone. They are. But you know what? People are going, what the hell's the wishbone? I know. Well, exactly. it, it used to be the most dominated in the 90s. I mean, you know, when you look at the Mildred and the 80s and teams like that, why look up wishbone, guys, you younger kids out there. Look up the wishbone offense. It was the thing back in the day from Texas to Oklahoma, you name it, the top teams ran it. Everything gets cycled through, though. Now it's all about spreads. You're right, spread offenses and things like that. Memphis hosts Arkansas State on Saturday. That's an intriguing game. Tigers laying a big number there, 19 They've been so dominant at home, 7-0 at home last year. They won by a little more than two touchdowns a game. But they're laying a lot of points to a team that's been bowling nine straight years. Arkansas State's been sneaky good. They put guys into the pros. Memphis's only losses last year were at Temple and to Penn State in the Cotton Bowl. So it's a lot of intriguing action already yep. to, to kind of kick off the college It's good to see season. college football going. Yes. Now, you know, it really is. Some people don't want to play it for some reason, don't want to take the risk, don't want to take the chance. We're going to – I'm just going to let and wait to see where this all lays out. Good for the teams that have decided that they want to play. I mean, the SEC is going to be playing. I mean, it's going to be it's going to be great. And I, and I'll tell you right now, what does this do to certain teams' seasons? Um, what what environment are they in? Is Clemson going to be like they were under? I mean, we're looking at it now. We're looking at if you're good in the NBA or you're good at pro football, having crowds or not shouldn't be the big deal until you imagine, are they going to have, how many crowds is Clemson going to have? Is Clemson going to have crowds? We don't right, even know right, that, right? 20% capacity, something When, like when they're used to playing in front of 80,000, 90,000. Yeah, I know. I mean, you feel, you just think, that's a number of all the sports the where you need the fans, yeah. that's the sport. Those kids feed off it. That's true. Those, yep. those They can make such a difference. The, Absolutely. The hostile, tough places to play on the road in, in college football and the SEC and things like that. When we come back, Jim Miller. Jimmy! He's going to preview the run for the Roses. I believe it's the 145th, and it's the weirdest one ever because it's yep. happening on Labor Day weekend. But we'll talk to Jim Miller when we come back next. This is The Odds Couple on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. Entering the home stretch on this Friday night, Mike North, Carmen DeFalco. We're The Odds Couple presented by PropSwap. And it's that time of the show we talk to our good buddy from Hawthorne Racecourse. He's our expert handicapper. He's the galloping gen at Hawthorne Gym on Twitter. And we've got a Kentucky Derby to preview. Jim Miller joins us now on the Corona Hotline. Jimmy! What up, Jimmy? What's up, guys? I mean, come on. It's, it's the first Saturday in September. It's the traditional Derby weekend, right? It's I mean, so it, crazy. It, it's a weird year this year. But I'll tell you, hey, the Derby is this weekend. It's kind of cool leading into the start of the NFL season next week and that. And a completely different field the first Saturday in September from what you would have seen the first Saturday in May. Field is a little bit smaller. How does that affect things for tomorrow? Um, it actually benefits a couple of horses a little bit. We had two scratches actually out of the field of 18. The one Finnick, the Ferris is out. The six King Guillermo's out. So there's only 16 in the gate. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing about it. it. It benefits the outside horses, but it also takes away a little bit of a disadvantage for those that have to close from off the pace because they don't have as much traffic to have to work through. So, We'll see what happens with the 16-horse field. I think the one thing you see this year more than any other year is there is a huge disparity in talent. 
There's a few horses that really have a shot. There's a lot of horses that don't seem to have any chance at all. But regardless, there are ways to make money in the race. Well, you know, I was thinking about that. You said that last week about the shortage of horses, and I didn't know the rules. So what I did is I live out in the sticks now. I was looking for a a horse that was three years old. And then I was going to enter him in the Kentucky Derby and run him. Is there some sort of certain? Or can I, have, can I can I enter any horse if it's three years old? If you if you have a shortage of horses and somebody wants to race even a slow horse in the Kentucky Derby, can they do that? As long as you were Triple Crown nominated, you could. And that was the key thing. But they did offer but supplemental these entry fees, three I believe, horse. as well. But, Jimmy, these horses, some of them, they go, well, they're four and one, or they, they've raced five horses right. five times. How are they triple crown nominated? What, well, uh, you and know that's what the mean? thing. Do Looking up and down it? this thing, when you think you have a decent horse early on in its career, there even I, if the horse is well-bred, then you nominate the horse. So think about this. The Kentucky Derby nominations closed the third week of January. Mm-hmm. There were 369 horses nominated to the wow. Derby. So that many people thought, hey, I might have a chance to make the Kentucky Derby. Okay, now, at okay. that point, they figured it was going to be the first Saturday in May. But here's the thing, too, Mike, and you mentioned that because there's this Derby point system. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. initially, the only way you could get in was having a certain amount of points if the field overfilled. Well, this year is a year where the field didn't overfill. And because of that, you got a horse like Money Moves, who's in the Derby, three lifetime starts, has never run aside from one maiden race and two optional claim and allowance races, and this horse wow. is in the Kentucky Derby. Wow. So, so, Jimmy, does that mean that this year – look, like, the, the Bombers are, are rare anyway, I guess. Like, last right. year we got it, right, with Country House. We've seen Mind That Bird, Giacomo. Like, it happens, but is the quality of horse that much better? So I guess I'm asking, like, is it even more unlikely in this year – um, because maybe the, the quality of horse isn't as good that we see like a real bomber win this thing. Yeah, I, I think so, only for the fact that when you look at the Kentucky Derby the first Saturday in May, you have all these prep races that are grade one races from around the country, and all these prep races are geared up toward the Kentucky Derby. So everybody's basically sitting on top-notch efforts four weeks out from the Derby, and you're looking at a bunch of horses that look really good. Mm-hmm. Now you look up and down this field, you got some horses that haven't raced since July. you got some horses that spend the first week of August. you got horses that just have been off for some time leading into the spot, so there's not that traditional lead-up to the Kentucky Derby. And really, it kind of falls on the hands of the trainer to gear this horse up, get him ready, properly place those races. And the thing is, in this race this year, the guy who's done it the best from the start is Barkley Tag, and he's got the 3-5 to five favorite in Tis the Law. But this is a horse who's been trained this way from the start, and I think everything actually falls perfectly in line for him for the Derby. All right, so what do we like for tomorrow? Give us the uh, the skinny here, Jim. All right, so here's the thing. Tis the Law is going to win the Derby. Now, there's not <laughs> going to be any value there with the horse if you bet him to win, so you have to find who to hook it up with in your gimmicks. But here's the thing. Trainer Bob Baffert has two horses in this race. He's got the 10,000 words. He has the 18 authentic. And if you look up and down this field, guys, the one thing the Derby's missing a little bit is early speed. Finnick the Fierce coming out from the inside takes a little speed away. King Guillermo coming out from the six hole takes a little speed away. And the fastest horse in the race is actually authentic on the far outside. So I'll use the 18 authentic in the mix with the 17 tis the law. And you have to use the other horse, the 10,000 words in this race as well. Florent Giroux is going to have this horse right behind the pace. So the way I'm going to play the race, guys, I'm going to box exactas and box trifectas with the 10, 17, and 18, maybe play it for a little bit more. Maybe play a $5 box, a $10 box, something along those lines. But those are three horses that have really fought the fights 
They come from good barns, and these are the horses that I think get the right trip in the Kentucky Derby. I love it. Jimmy, happy wagering. Good Jimmy! luck. Enjoy the Derby. We'll talk to you next week, pal. All right, you got it, boys. Let's make some money. Thanks, buddy. Great breakdown there for the 145th running of the Run for the Roses from Jim Miller. I come from a good barn. I love it. If you're driving by your house. You come from a good barn? I come from a very good barn. Yeah, Yeah, I thought I'd come from a good barn. That horse looks I had hay in my actual bedroom. I'll tell you, if you... Have you been down to Kentucky to see some of those stables, like through Horse Country, Mike? Have you ever been down there? No, but I see plenty out here where, right. I, where I live up in the Huntley area. Right, sure. Uh, you got a ton. Uh, they're out here, Marengo, everything. It's beautiful. You got donkeys. You got horses, you know. Mike, I'm going to uh, tell you. It... I actually heard I get off my get, get off my property. Uh, you know, I mean, it's still, it's still <laughs> crazy out here. But but it, 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 it really is something to see for for city folk, oh, yeah. if you will. And if you... For, oh, if, Kentucky Air is beautiful. Oh, Mike, I'm telling you, and I only know because of I go down there for bourbon, not the horses. But when you go through the, the Kentucky, you know, the bourbon right. trail, and especially when you're in places like around, um, when you're between Frankfurt and um, and Louisville, when you're around Woodford Reserve in that area. The bourbon trail. The, the bourbon trail, baby. I went on the Rush Street Express. I know you for did. About <laughs> ten, for about a decade. Forget That's about different. The, the bourbon trail was a Western. The Rush Street Express was a Jackie Chan movie. But Mike, Are you kidding me? In the 90s? I know. If the you, Bourbon Trail. If, I love the name. That's That sounds like a Jimmy Stewart one. That's it. They call it the, the Bourbon, Bourbon Trail. Trail. And if you see these horse farms where they oh. ra- where they breed these championships. Cigar, oh, Secretariat. Oh, my God. It's, Mike, it's incredible. I, I mean, mean is Secretariat rolling around in his grave? I mean, hearing this nonsense. <laughs> uh, 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 and you hear all the horses they want to get in. Basically, Jimmy said what I wanted to do. Yeah. They get their horses in. They may get some prestige from even being considered. But you know what? Only a certain amount of horses can get in this Kentucky Derby. You can't have no horse. I mean, I was gonna, I was gonna bribe the carriage horse guy. Give me the if he's three years old. I mean, seriously. But you gotta have a pretty damn good horse still to get into Kentucky Derby. But the standards are way different than they used to be. When this year, no question. They used to race. All right. Before we get out of here, let's get some best plays. I know you had said you like, uh, you've got some action on game one between the Rockets and the Lakers coming up tonight. Yeah, I got the over in this one. I think I got it at two twenty six. Look, I, I I know that. Look, it's. I think the Lakers win. I'm going to take the Lakers and the over. I'm going to take the, the Lakers over. and the over. And I'm also got the action over six in uh, the Vancouver Vegas. Love game. it. Very good. I love yeah. it. I got a baseball game. I mean, the Dodgers just keep rolling. They're hosting the Rockies. It's Dustin May against Antonio Senzatella. Uh, my, Wait a minute. My paisan from Venezuela. Is he? Oh, okay. He's from Venezuela. Yes. All right. Dodgers are minus one thirty-five on the run line here, so you're laying a run and a half. Senzatella's he's been pretty good this year, but his worst start of the year was a couple weeks ago in LA. They've won ten straight at home. They're an MLB best plus ninety-eight in run differential. Nobody else is even close. Mike, the White Sox are next best actually at plus fifty-three. The Dodgers are picking them up and putting them down. Kershaw looks like he's uh, five years ago. Kershaw, you know what the Dodgers are supposed to be every year. I want them to finally be if they're going to do something. And I don't want to hear about Kershaw, and I've heard it all a billion times, but it's time. You know, supposed to be. You know what? Really, what the Dodgers are, they're they're supposed to be what Joe Frazier was. There was a – or Ali – 
Yeah, we're going to be in a tournament to see which which guy wins our tournament to get our brains beat in mm. by Joe Frazier and Muhammad Ali. And the Dodgers are supposed to be that good. So it, it better be this year. We'll Otherwise, wh- wh- what what are we thinking there? They got players. They got pitching. Is it the manager? I mean, they, they run away with the regular season. Oh, yeah. They always look pedigree until they get to where they got to get to. This looks like the Braves. I mean, now the Braves got theirs, and don't get me wrong, in 95, but what, I think this will be the eighth or ninth straight year the Dodgers are uh, win the division? Can I say I one like thing eight to years you, my in friend? A row. Do we have any time at all before I say uh, this? You got a minute, yeah. So that's my only play, by the way. I do like uh, Dodgers on the run. On Beautiful. The run, Dodgers, and I went nuts and took three. Yes. So I'll probably be looking for some rope and a hammer by the end of the night. But I just want to say, as a, a kid, to see one of the great – I don't pass compliments around too much. I don't expect to be complimented. I don't compliment much, but I'll tell you this. Tom Seaver, oh I, saw, God, right? I saw him pitch against Fergie Jenkins numerous times. I was at the ballpark in 69 as a vendor <laughs> and 70. I got to stand in the aisle, look right at the guy when he was ready to pitch, yelling, Coke, Coke. I got to see a stud, a major stud that took, who was his biggest Namath in New York. Nobody's talked about that. Namath got one in 69. The Knicks one in 69. The Rangers almost won in 69. And then the Mets, nobody thought they'd beat the Cubs. That guy was a man. Pretty awesome. No yep. doubt about it. Yep. All right, Mike, have a great weekend. Have a happy Thanks, Labor guys. Day. Okay, buddy? Happy Hey, wagering. so long, everybody. Happy, happy Labor Day. Everybody make it a safe one. Next Friday, we're back with a full slate of NFL action. It's going to be awesome. Thanks to Randy Merkin, Sean Davis, Randy, the whole crew, Sean. as always. You guys are the best, everybody. We'll see you next Friday night for the Odds Couple. For Mike, I'm Carmen. Have a good one, everyone.